probably heard me talk about the power of real, genuine relationships in the online space. However, what I think is so easy to skim over is the power of real, genuine relationships in real life. Now, hang with me for a second here because I know that the shift we dish out in today's episode is absolutely going to help you to grow your business. Today, I'm diving in with my incredible friend, Belinda Smith, and we're talking about how to normalize talking about what you do, where to even start when it comes to getting the word out about your business, and how you can utilize the relationships you already have to really catapult your business growth. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Belinda Smith. Belinda is a success and mindset coach who lives in Nashville, Tennessee. She has been a coach for 10 years, beginning her practice by mentoring songwriters. Her work has evolved from there as she coached clients who grew to 1.4 million in sales to those who needed to reinvent themselves and everything in between. In addition to being a coach, she is also a professional songwriter. Belinda is a Dove Award-winning writer and several other nominations to her credit. She has written number one songs, various top 10s, top 20s, and top 40s. She also released a Christmas collection called Once You've Seen the Star. She is a staff writer for Daywind Publishing. Belinda also enjoys dry humor, streaming 30-minute TV shows. She doesn't like to commit to an hour, and she saw Beyonce on the Lemonade Tour and Taylor Swift on the Eras Tour. Also, she does not allow Nutella or Oreos in her house because they are too dangerous. Belinda, welcome to One Simple Chef. It's so amazing to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. When I hear that, I'm like, I'm such a weirdo, but but I love it. contemplating because sometimes I do when I get like the like four paragraph intros sometimes I do trim them down a little bit because I'm like all right we probably don't need like all of this right like just a little bit of this and then I started looking at yours and I was like yeah but this is just pretty much her so we're just gonna roll with all of this here see like like I always have to redo the um or the bio and finally like I think I sound like like, you can't follow me so I started having someone else do it and she was still like good grief how do we explain you and I was like you know what (laughs) just say my my name is bs and roll with it that's (laughs) that's sort of how it goes we have survived unsurmountable tech issues to get to this moment so I think that it's pretty important that you just tell everyone about you. And in addition to the bio, let us know in your own words, kind of what you do and why you do it. Okay. And everyone should understand our tech issues and that we really did birth a watermelon on balance. <laughs> so it was very exciting. 
So yeah, I actually started out as a mentor for songwriters and the whole thing kept going because, um, well, I, I think I was first really around in, in my group to do it. And then, you know, I got a little shade there at the beginning. They're like, what, what's going on with you? Cause this is um, back when Napster came in. And so I knew I'm like, we are going to start losing royalties and I need to figure this out real quickly. You know, I wanted to be on the front of the wave instead of the back of it. So I started doing that, you know, people give me a little shade and then it was interesting because after it was really successful, all the shady shade haters came to me and started wanting to know how I did it. And so I started teaching them and obviously for a fee, <laughs> I did a small fee back then, but you know, now I'm like, all right. So yeah, that just kept growing. And then it went into a lot of mindset, a lot of people wanting to start their, their businesses. And it was interesting because everybody wanted to do things online. And that was really what I was focusing on. It's just online, online and teaching people how to work and, and find people online. So, you know, obviously I'm still writing songs. We went into COVID and we had to go from sitting in rooms and um, getting paid to make stuff up and doing a lot of laughing and crying in the <laughs> rooms. But, <laughs> but then we had to go to Zoom and it was still a whole entire thing of, you know, working online, trying to find people, you know, I'm sure everybody else did, you know, having a Zoom cocktail parties and all that stuff. So yeah, I think a lot of us got locked into working on computer. So yeah. it, it's just interesting to have to, you know, to start to look at the, tra the trajectory and yeah, it's really, it's really fascinating. So I do still write songs and I am a, a success coach. And that is my dog barking. And if anyone is mad about that, please don't be mad. If you can do it. I mean, they have survived many dog barking episodes. We're on like, I don't know, this is 240 something, I think. So like, I think at least half of those we've had dogs doing something in. Like, they're not always my dogs. Like, we have we have <laughs> guest dogs too, right? I have one right now. Okay. <laughs> and I'm waiting for the UPS guy or girl. Ooh, that was a little sexist. But I have a guy who usually um, delivers to me. So, I was going to anyway. say, we've never, I mean, I don't want to take the sexist conversation too far. I was like, we've never had a woman <laughs> deliver to our house. Well, I had a woman forever and she was so awesome. And she knew the dog. She knew where to put so it was raining. I loved her. And then they put her on a new route. And so now oh. I have this new guy who's trying to figure out how to navigate my front yard and my life in the front yard. And you know what? I just told him, like, just leave it at the gate. It's fine. It's <laughs> you don't even, don't even come in the yard. You're not yeah, ready I can't it. even... I can't train enough for UPS and for an employee. I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> yeah. oh, amazing. Okay. So in addition to training songwriters and UPS men, or not really training them, coaching them. Yeah. I. What are we here to talk about today? We want to talk about how to get clients, where your clients are, what's happening. Like, I know that one of the incredible shifts that we were talking about before the show was to was like how your clients are here and now and thinking about them in that way can be such a total game changer for our mindset. So I am super pumped to talk about that. But I think my number one question is like, no one else has pitched this. So and I find that very interesting. And here's why I'm saying that, right? Apparently, I'm just like in a mood today. This is going to be a very giggly episode. I feel like I'm 
always available for that. Just bring it. <laughs> so uh, here's why I think this is interesting is because I feel like so many of the things that we have talked about on the show are like how to sign dream clients on social and how to, you know, up your social media presence and how to convert sales. And obviously I'm here for sales and I get it. And like, that's why stuff like this gets pitched. But I feel like there is this giant gaping hole that Belinda has come to help us fill, which is that you can sign clients through your like real life connections too, which is super exciting. So that's what I'm most pumped to talk about. You know what? My very first, very first thing that I ever offered was, I was terrified. It was a songwriter conference and I, I only had everything on a flyer. Like we didn't do Zoom then. I don't remember what we did. I think, oh, it was phone or, you know, conference call or I don't know what it was. And so I had a flyer and I decided I was going to make up this creativity boot camp because you know, we used to call everything a boot camp. Yeah, I don't boot camp anymore. I think that's coming back. Not a, oh, is it? I think so. I feel like athlete. I've seen a lot of boot camp um, recently. That is, that breaks my heart. Well, only because I'm not an athlete. So I feel like I'm getting it over my head when I do boot camp. Like, crap. Gonna make I get like, a little stressed out with the term. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that I want to do that. You know? It, feel, it sounds it like I'm going to sweat a lot. Feels, yes. You can't do it on a good hair day because then you have to go do all that. So yeah, it just feels like a commitment and I really have to, but anyway, yeah, boot camp. <laughs> yeah, not because I did it. So I'm not judging the boot camp. I'm just acknowledging that I have been part of it. And I gave out, so I was teaching, uh, or I don't know what I was doing. I was um, well, teaching at a, con a songwriter conference in St. Louis. So I offered this for $97 and I was like, I will give you six weeks of prompts. Um, we were going to come up with the ideas um, every day for six weeks, five days a week, if you will give me $97. And one of the things about creative people, at, well, maybe everybody, but sitting down and trying to figure out what you want to write about is just sometimes daunting. So I wasn't asking anybody to write a song or write you know, a lyric or anything. It was just to, like, to kind of get our brains going. And so the, the funny part is I had none of that written. I had no idea. I just wanted to see if people would do it. And I ended up getting 14, 14 people sign up from the flyer. And then I was like, oh, crap, I really do have to do this. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I had a lot of things. So I just really put down what I do. You know, this, this is how I'm going to do it. This is what I'm doing today. This is it. So the intention was at the end of the six week, they're going to have all kinds of things that then they can sit down and work on as a song. So really, when we start to think about, you know, how to start and how to get started, like I'm the person who started with a piece of paper. So yeah, I, it, I don't remember what the question was. So, so that's what I said. <laughs> I was talking about finding oh, clients in real life or like, oh, I think, oh, I think that your one. point was like, you did it offline before you did it online. Does that feel like what you were trying to say? Yeah. Okay. Just put the research pieces out and I can be like ET and follow where we're going. So yeah, <laughs> I actually only worked. <laughs> I know, thank you, minute. <laughs> um, I only worked uh, in real life. And then, you know, sort of as it went back then, we were doing conference calls. Like I couldn't see anybody's face. I was, And then I was sending everything out on a MailChimp, I believe. So I, I, that was one of those where you build it as you fly it. And, you know, maybe around week five, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to crash because I'm running out of stuff. <laughs> Not really sure what to do today. 
And that was also good, good for me because I have never worked with someone who has not taught me something mm. and that ever. And so that turned out to be you know, kind of push for the last two weeks and really go places that you know, I had to think like where I hadn't been in a long time. So then this is interesting. I was doing that and it was, you know, kind of growing. I, then I made up a, a program called 12 weeks to write a record because there was usually 12 songs on a record. Um, dashboard poets where I had a, partnered with a poet. And I think the language of poetry is um, the, every word on the page is so important in poetry. Mm. And I want that to be, you know, kind of crossed over to songwriting. But every bit of that was, was completely in person. Like I knew, I, I knew all these people and uh, we were doing, I'm sorry, we were doing the conference calls. So that was sort of the beginning of where I got hooked on only doing things with some sort of technology and where people weren't in the room with me. And then all this like video came out. I don't even remember what forms of video. I, I just couldn't tell you. There's Yahoo. They, no, not, yeah, YouTube. <laughs> I could have Yahoo too. Who knows? <laughs> um, YouTube. So I would put videos up there and then give people the link. Um, I'd make them like, I don't know, link only or whatever that was. So I would I started doing them there. Then it just grew. And, and so as you get into that and as you get into that habit, it made nothing but total sense to keep going online, online. I, I bet I've mentored and worked with two people in Nashville and everybody else has been either in the U.S. or another country. Isn't That's that wild. Yeah. Two people. Yeah. Two people in Nashville everybody else been online. So then it's cool. You're like, I mean, obviously when you hit Canada, you're now an international coach, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody from Finland was beats me. Um, she was lovely. But then I was like, okay, I'm international times, times two. So <laughs> what does that even mean? So yeah, that's where it all started. And then, yes, I'll, I'll stop talking. <laughs> What stands out most to me, though, is like how much we've gotten away from that, I think, or like how that's not the norm anymore. People are like, if I told a client right now, like, oh, yeah, you can leverage your relationships. Like, who do you see in your day to day that you can let them know, like, this is what you're doing? I think I would be like met with a total like deer in the headlights. Look, I can almost guarantee it. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I get. <laughs> I think it is sort of an incredible mindset shift to think about like, who do you know? And do they even know what you're doing these days? And can they actually support you in your business journey? So let's back up for a second here. You said you put out flyers? Yep. Actual flyers. It was very, very retro. I remember way back in high school, I had a Christmas card business, right? Where I would like collage other families' photos for their Christmas card. And I also had a flyer at that point that I would put up on bulletin boards. And I actually, my little high school self got clients from that back in the day. Isn't it crazy? Like that then we were used to people. And so what I've started really doing in, in like, I am all about people realizing that their their leads and their people you know the clients are actually real people and they are around you you don't have to go to finland to find somebody it's not necessarily cooler 
to be an international, quote, international coach. I make fun of myself. It's um, it's serving the people around you. So yeah, like like you said, if like if if a lot of people told their friends or what they actually did, the friends would be like, okay, why are you telling me this? And then if you told, I, I assign that to my clients. I'm like, okay, you have to tell two people you know what you do. I mean, two people in a week. I mean, they they want to throw up. I was like, I don't care. Go to the gas station and go in and just randomly tell the, the checkout person. I don't care, but you're going to tell somebody. So that's like the most, you know, vomitous thing that I give them. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, so tell me why from a coaching perspective, like why do you, why do you think that's so important? Well, number one, because we've gotten so used to doing everything online that we've forgotten the personal things that we have. I also, gosh, I miss personal contact. Mm. And then also with this, I I guess I know it's networking, but I'm one of those people I just never think of it as networking. I think of, of you know, pouring into people. And, and at this point, I mean, I, that's just who I am. I definitely like, I'm like, I know you and you could benefit from what this person has to offer. We just, you know, I share. So finding the people around us and then actually being genuine with them, it's again, it's not, it's not necessarily networking. It's just uh, relationships. So the other thing that I've learned too is number one, I tell people. And when I started doing it, they, I was a little nervous because you know, again, I can tell you anything on the internet, like all oh, this, 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 and this. But now I'm like, okay, I have to tell people in real life. But the kick, the kicker here is you don't network, quote unquote, network. So I've been in networking things. I used to do that for the music industry. And it was 100%. Everybody brought their business card. Everyone was looking at you for what you can do for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of that handshake where they're looking over your shoulder, like, who's more important? Okay, that to me is gross and completely unnecessary. So as somebody who pours into the people around me and like... I am just genuinely interested in people and their stories. Perhaps that's the songwriter in me, but really that should be a curiosity for everyone. Who are the people around us? What can I do to help you? How can I put you with this person you've been put? And then, you know, I I always go back to the quote that we're we're all walking each other home. So why would I want to take everything when I have people around me that I want to give to? So when I talk about the word networking, I don't feel like I do that. I feel like I invest in people because the truth is I just want to invest in people, whether I get something back or not. I just want to know the stories and then they show up. Damn. Well, we have our quotable for this episode. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yay. I'm I'm here to serve. (laughs) As I just said. (laughs) Seriously, I love this so much because I feel like, yeah, like I I totally get that the word networking just feels a little bit like, "Mm." (laughs) like, "Mm." and I think that it kind of happens naturally in relationship building when like you said, you show up and you genuinely want to get to know people and you genuinely want to know what do you do? How can I help? Like, what what's your story? Like, all of those are really natural places to build from, I feel. And mm-hmm. 
it's really hard to do sometimes in like a 30 minute networking session. (laughs) Also, like just the vibe and the energy around that sometimes is just not what we're going for, right? Like the whole like, who are you? What can you do for me? Kind of thing, right? So I just really love the reframe there around like, how can I get to know people, get to know their story? How can I help so much more than how can I network, right? And that's not to say like networking is this evil word, but I do think that like what we're talking about is the, the overall like energy and mindset shift around not feeling like it has to be this very like transactional thing, but you're just like collecting people on your journey to support one another, which feels like a lot more genuine and wholesome. I'm not going to say it's immediate or it's overnight, but what I can tell you is that the people who are in my circle are profoundly loyal. Um, Mm -hmm. They may go to somewhere else in the middle and they come back to me. I I know their kids' names. I know how they got together with their family. It's important to me as well to make sure that I'm invested in all aspects. I mean, obviously my client is my client and I'm in their corner no matter what, but just to kind of have everybody, you know, if there's, if, if I would be working with a guy, I want to be so sure that I know his wife's name, that she comes on and and she meets me. I think that's so much, um, that's just respectful. Uh, I don't want anybody to get coaching who, you know, doesn't have buy-in. You know, a lot of people will get you on the phone or, or get their clients on the phone and they'll say, well, I need to talk it over with my husband. And so that's sort of a way of kind of pressuring them on to making their own decisions. You know what? I get that. That is a marketing decision and it works for some people. For me, that feels so out of alignment. I um, I don't have a husband. Please don't set me up. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> so okay, Everyone in Nashville is going to give us her info. Be sure to DM her with recommendations. Oh Every time I say that, I'm like, I'm not attached. Be like, oh, you should be like, no. Nope, I should not, should not meet him. Because, part, okay, um, wait, parenthetical. When someone sets you up, then that really does give you an idea of what they think you are. And I don't want to know. <laughs> I've tried that once and I'm like, Mm-mm, you are so incredibly incorrect. So, poor, oh, I should say, okay, but this poor little guy couldn't spell, like he, he had terrible grammar and that's such a problem. Okay, uh, for me. Okay. Yeah, totally. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that investing investing in the people and and I mean that's not the coaching but it's a part of that relationship so yeah my I, I probably have I may not even have a lot of re-signs immediately but I, I'm gonna say almost I can't think of anybody right now who hasn't worked with me twice at minimum who may have gone away for a session and come back I love that I'm like good Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that just speaks to how you're serving your humans really well, honestly. I think, (laughs) what was the look? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Humble, humble, tilt my head. (laughs) Total agreement. Okay. So... (laughs) But I think that there's a lot to be said for that, right? Which I think is... To a certain extent, 
another part of this creating meaningful relationships conversation, which is when you serve your people really well, they go and they tell other people and those other people really want to be part of your world too. So I think that just thinking of this relationship building, not only in terms of like, will this person sign or will this person get coaching or is this the right coach for them? But also in terms of like, even if they weren't, they might turn around and go tell their business bestie about it. Or they might turn like come back. I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me where, you know, someone will come back like days, weeks, months, heck, even years later and say, Hey, I wasn't ready then, but I'm ready now. And honestly, like that's how businesses are built. (laughs) Like I know that we're in a time where, you know, things are so much faster just because of technology and accessibility and like we can hop on a Zoom call and like, let's do this, right? But I think to a certain extent, like being in that long game as well has really supported, I know my business growth, but heck, you've been doing this for a while too. So just hearing you say like, I've worked with people multiple times. They come back, they might leave and come back, I think is pretty incredible just in terms of remembering like relationship building isn't just like a once and done thing. It's actually something that like continues to compound and work for your business. I think too, okay, when people ask me what I do now, like I don't use the elevator pitch. You know, we're taught that. I do this for this so that. I, I can't even wrap my head around that. Well, <laughs> You're like, there are too many know. syllables. There. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is going to take about 15 minutes, so sit down. Uh, but but I'm like, I like to be like, okay, you know, we, you know how if you knew this person or if, if it were you and you wanted to increase your, your yearly salary by $250,000, know, would that make you excited? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's what I do. You know, I, you know, so I, I really tailor stuff to the situation. And then that, I mean, I, I had a client just not too long ago and she started out, she was at 150,000 a year and she felt undervalued and she was. So within six months, uh, we had her, we, she, no, we, <laughs> we had her, she, she landed a job for $348,000. Uh, six months. Damn. Uh, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Well, me too. But but I'm just so, it just makes me so happy. So I can't do an elevator pitch. It's just not within my purview. And I know I've had people, you know, coaches tell me over and over, no, you have to do it. You have to do it. I'm like, no, I just, I, I, I don't work in Washington, D.C. I'm not going to tell someone on the elevator in 30 seconds what I need. Not going to happen. So, yeah, I really do. Okay, I think this is a great example. The other night, I played at a writer's round. So here in Nashville, a writer's round is like, normally you have three or four songwriters and you literally sit in a circle and you take turns playing songs you've written. And then everybody sits around it. Um, Of course, the other night we were on a stage and there were only two of us. So we were, it was more like a rubber band. Okay. And there was a woman there who I was acquainted with. I you met her around maybe you know, a lot of years ago. And me and my friend did it. My friend and I, I'm not going to worry about grammar. Let's just go on. He Only for the people the, you date. Right. <laughs> then. Um, <laughs> that is true. But still, it's true. Uh, 
he, there was this woman and she came up and I introduced her to him and she was like, I don't know, like vomiting at the mouth about stuff and she's married. So it wasn't, wasn't that kind of thing. It was just, I do this and I do that and I do this and I, and I couldn't figure out what was happening and, but I wasn't really listening, but then he was being nice to her back. So I was like, there's, there's got to be something transitional or transactional in this. And you know what? I don't think she listens to it. This would be really awkward if she heard your podcast. So <laughs> um, like um, everyone, but so, but both of them, and I'm not going to say the thing, but both of them were trying to get something from the other person and how you know, I didn't even know what there was in it for them. But then she comes over to me and we're having a conversation about, you know, general stuff. And she, she wanted to write with me, which was fine. And she said, do you, do you also write with this person, this ex person? And I was like, yeah, she's one of my best friends. I write with her a lot. She's like, I've always wanted to write with her. Do you think you could bring her in on our song, right? On our right. So she specifically wanted to write with me, quote unquote, and we already had one scheduled and she had bailed. And now she wants me to bring in somebody else so that she can write with them. I'm like, oh, you just did laddering and I don't, I don't respond to that well. So it's not going to happen, you know? So that's the kind of stuff. Did you yeah. say that? Yeah, I said, oh, you just laddered me. Not going to work. I made up that word that night though. So if you hear it like anywhere else, mine. <laughs> you just laddered me. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, but I don't think I've heard it referred to that before. I made it up. So as you go on and you hear it again, because you will, you all witnessed it. It was from the, well, you didn't, but I'm telling you right now. But yeah, she totally laddered me. And I was like, nope. Mm -mm. And so like I told my friend, I mean, she's one of my best friends, like family. And I was like, yeah, this happened. And it was gross. She's like, I'm not going to write with someone who does that. I was like, I'm not going to write through me. <laughs> not saying you won't, but it's not going to happen on this road. So that is a great example of, even that is networking and is doing it in their face to face. So, so that was a real person in front of me, but that was, that was growth. That was growth. You don't ladder people. But on the other hand, when I talk to somebody about what I do, I don't start out with, you know, I can start out with, Hey, would you do, what do you think about making more money? Or, Hey, have you ever you know, done $1.4 million in sales? But instead I like to say, Oh my gosh, I love my job so much. I get, I'm the luckiest person I know. And then like, oh my gosh, what do you do? And then I say it and I'm not lying. I love, love, love what I do. So that to me has really brought me back around from, you know, throwing stuff out on the internet. And listen, I mean, you know, we all put out content on the internet and I write all of mine. So it's definitely still me. But I'm kind of, you know, you're, you know, it's like it's you're kind of writing to to one person, but you hope it hits a lot of people, and you know, there's just a different, you know, because there's no face to face. There's right, just nothing. Totally. It's like I'm throwing this out, spaghetti on the wall, and here's hoping a couple stick. Because <laughs> you were not laddering, darn it. <laughs> We're providing oh. value. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, I think what you're saying essentially is that when you're in person, there's so much more ability to tailor it, right? Whereas like, Mm -hmm. I think like content's amazing, right? But so much of content is reliant on getting in front of the right people, them resonating with what you're saying, them wanting to take that next step that is more personalized to actually talk to you. And I think what you're saying is like, hey, there are people right in front of us right now who are genuinely interested and curious in what you do and I think can really help you on your journey. And yet so often we're not utilizing, utilizing, I don't, I'm not sure I love that word, but for lack of a better run right now, like utilizing those relationships to their full potential because, because of the mindset stuff standing in the way, which is we're being worried that we're feeling gross or icky or laddering or whatever it is. So I think the question that comes up for me here is like for people who don't come to that as naturally as it sounds like you do, because it sounds like a very just like easy part of who you are, quite honestly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But for people who who don't come to like telling people what they do as naturally or agree that they don't want it to feel like stale and like elevator pitchy, but like how, like how can you begin to tailor it? How can it begin to feel more comfortable, more natural so that like over time it is just as simple as like, I freaking love what I do. Let me tell you about it. But I'm very aware that that does not come naturally when there's like a lot of mindset stuff in the way. Totally. A hundred percent. I have had the mindset in there and and felt totally gross about it. So I 100% get it. I, of course I like, well, I just diffuse things with humor so that's if you couldn't much. tell so far, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be me. Um, total sarcasm with or dead deadpan. That's kind of my favorite. But I had to practice because, like, and then it came to because when I started, like, officially, like, when I came out of the coaching closet, I actually sent an, an email to all of my close friends, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go old school here." And I sent out an email to everybody. And I don't know why I hadn't done that before. And I was like, listen, I want to tell you what's going on. This is what I'm doing. And the truth is, none of us coaches, we're not perfect by any means. And my friends know, like, I fall down and then I giggle about it and get back up. And I was like, I know that you see me in one way, but you've also seen me um, in the other way where, you know, I take charge and I know what I know really well. So I'm letting you know I'm doing this. If you have anybody you want to put me in touch with, I would love to speak to them. And um, and so I started by sending the email to my inner circle. And then I had the biggest fright off of my plate. Like that to me was the hardest thing to do was to tell my friends what I was doing. And I figured do the hardest part first. So then it started to kind of grow. And so I would say to somebody, really do that first. And then once you get over the horror of feeling like, oh my gosh, they're all talking about me. They're all emailing about me. This is it. Because they're not. But once you get through that part, then you have to start practicing telling them. And I, most everybody in my circle was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were doing that. Don't wait. What else? Like, tell me how it goes. Now, none of my close friends hired me at all, but (laughs) at all, I shouldn't have said at all. At all. (laughs) That would be weird, though. I don't think I would coach close friends anyway. But I had recommendation after recommendation from all of my friends. 
I signed a few people. Those are the two I was talking about. I can't think of more, but those were Nashville people. So that was really fun. But then, you know, our my circle knows a lot of people everywhere. And so if it came up, they'd be like, oh, Belinda does this. One of my favorite places, though, and I'm not kidding, is um, the gas station. I started telling the cashiers, and, and I always couched in this. I was like, look, I have to practice doing this. And I, I wouldn't do it when there's a big line. I was like, I have to practice doing this, and you're getting paid to be here whether I talk or not. So can I do it to you? And they're all, every one of them said, yeah. And so I got done. I'm like, okay, do you know what I do? And they were like, kind of. And they would, they would say it back to me. So I was, so if I told you I was a success in mindset coach, would you get it? And everyone, everyone was like, oh yeah. So it became easy. I started practicing on people who were already being paid to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know them. I didn't care if they didn't like me. But that was the place to start. And then once I got that going, um, then I had a few attendants that I would do it with like three or four times. And then they were, they were all in, you know, <laughs> they're like, okay, you should say this. <laughs> so when I tell you all to do it with people like attendants, I don't do it with servers because I think that's like making me my grandpa or something. Cause you know, like you can't be, <laughs> yes. when they say, you'll become your parents. Don't ask the, the server. And I realized I was that. Cause I know every server when I'm done, I'm like, and I know their life story. I know why they're working there. I know about their sisters and like the whole thing. Yeah, I don't totally. mean to do now. Yeah. But now I'm becoming my parents according to that. What is it all? It's one of the commercials that for insurance, if you've seen it, if you haven't seen it, they're so funny. <laughs> I don't think I have. Oh my gosh. Like this man leading people around and he's like trying to keep you from becoming your parents. And so somebody left a voicemail and he says, and this is so true. Everyone here will get it. Somebody, one of the parents and one of the people that he was teaching left a voicemail and <laughs> he got it done. And he was like, they're like, was that good? He's like, you said so much and a simple text would have sufficed. <laughs> I was like, I could not love this more because I do love tags. But, but yeah, anyway, that's, that's just a little extra. I know how incredibly uncomfortable it can be to start talking about your business and to get the word out about what it is that you do. Seriously, I used to avoid this so much in my pivot from design to coaching because I really did not understand which I was supposed to tell people about because I was making money on one side and trying to grow the other side. And it led to so much mindset drama that really made it so much more difficult for me to share how I could help other people which was really all they were asking. Now, I am so much better at this today, and obviously I've worked through tons of mindset stuff to get here, but if you are in that position where you're really feeling unclear about how to talk about your business, you're not sure what your core message is, what you really offer, how to let people know what you do and how they can work with you, then I want you to know that I am a freaking rock star at helping you identify that messaging so that you feel clear and you can sell it. So if you have not yet taken me up on my free make moves and get paid call, then what are you waiting for? Head over to amandajoyceweber.com slash make dash moves. 
Because this is the call where I literally pay you to show up and sell in your business. Yes, you heard that right. So if you are that person who is struggling with your messaging or feeling a lack of clarity or doesn't even really know what they're selling, because trust me, nothing is harder than selling when you don't know what you're selling, then I want to help you. And that's exactly why I created this call. So during that free 30 minute call, you and I will dive into the one mindset block, which in this case would totally be clarity around messaging. But Whatever it is for you, we'll dive into that one mindset block that is really your biggest opportunity to shift for more clients and cash. Not only that, but we'll determine the one sales action that is going to make the biggest difference in your bottom line. Then you will have a week to complete that one mindset exercise and one sales action. And if you send me evidence of that within a week of our call, I will be sending you a $15 Starbucks gift card to celebrate you in that. Yes, for real. Yes, I genuinely want to help. And this is such an incredible way for us to sidestep the mindset drama so you really feel like there is a clear clear incentive on the other side of showing up in this way so you can move your business forward. I know that there are so many stories that can come up when it comes to growing your business. And my goal is to really help you to work through that in a way that has you showing up, owning your expertise, making sales on repeat for consistent clients in your business, because business gets so much more fun when these pieces click into place. And when you have the mindset to take more of the right actions in your business to see those big results and ultimately thrive. That's what I'm here for it. That's what I'd love to support you in. So if you have not grabbed a time for this free call, head over to amandajoyceweber.com slash make moves and find a time that works for you. Well, okay. So a few things, right? So I think there's like a gap, right? So there's a gap between practicing at the gas station telling your friends and then now it's like super tailored to people in real, in real life. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to bridge like telling like telling your friends and telling the people in real life? Do we just get used to the awkward moments as we're like trying to get used to telling people? Is that like is that the point here? We're just like more about embracing it. Yeah, it's I'm sorry, I did I there, there was a gap and thank you for giving me the opportunity to go <laughs> the Grand Canyon there. So once you've gotten used to it, then the next place you go is to like like I travel a lot. So I eat by myself and I'll sit at the bar so as not to pick up an entire table for the servers. And the most awful question, and you know this, so what do you do? It should be like, what do you do for fun? Or what's, you? but the, what do you do? Like, everyone's not defined by what they do. I mean, I kind of am. That, but <laughs> that's that's the, the next step, you know? You're like, okay, now I'm telling people. I got three strategy calls two weeks ago from because I live close to the airport here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so I went down and I was sitting at, at the bar eating. It was a lot of travelers. He was traveling through and he asked me what I did. So I had it. I was like, I, I love what I do. Oh my gosh, let me tell you. And, and he gave me, I have three strategy calls from that one session. I have two people from the company he works for and his daughter. Go figure. Yeah, that was all from really being excited about what I do. Just sitting there eating a, what was I eating? A veggie burger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A veggie burger. (laughs) I'd like to be very specific. And that's, again, the songwriter in me. (laughs) I love that. Oh, my gosh. I think 
So what I love most about this, though, is just how approachable you make it seem. Like, I I really think that is like the takeaway here is like, you're just not afraid to tell people what you do. You know, like, it doesn't feel like, I think with the mindset stuff we were talking about earlier, it is that like, oh, there's a little bit of shame because like, it isn't where I want it to be yet. Or there's a little bit of like, I don't know if this is the right way to explain it. Or like, I fumbled over the elevator pitch or whatever. Or like, everyone thinks I'm fucking crazy because I run a coaching business on the internet, right? Like, (laughs) whatever it is, there's like so much that can come up in that. And I think that what I love most about even just like the way you're talking about this is how much of a like not big deal it is. It's just not, it's just not though, but I, I, here's, and here's the thing you have, I'm sure you have too. And probably a lot of your listeners have either, like you said, fumbled over the elevator speech or just go, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I coach, but I'm not one of the creepy ones. Um, like not that. I'm a, I, Who are I'm the creepy video. ones? Yeah. I don't know. Well, the, the people, <laughs> the, the creepy ones are the creepy ones. <laughs> we'll let your yeah. audience know. They know who the creepy ones are. <laughs> You're having a mental list, Amanda. It's like, oh, oh, I know who's creepy. But it's like, there's a point where, oh my gosh, was it? I don't watch this show, but it was like the return of the Connors. And I just saw a brief moment where one of the actors said, it was a joke because she said, I'm a life coach. And clearly her life was just a hot mess. And, but everyone was laughing because like, yeah, you're a life coach. Anyone can put up a sign and be a coach. And so it's like that, that's the kind of stuff that we're overcoming. Like, oh yeah. no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've got my shit. Yeah. I got my shit together. I don't know who those people are, but you want to talk about this. You, you just come get on a strategy call and we'll bring it on out. So yeah, that's, that's just how you get over these things. You have to do it and do it and do it. And you get locked into these stupid elevator pitches and it's, it's just very it's just vanilla not that we don't like vanilla it's just vanilla you know it's like okay what's what's here give me something extra I just don't care and then when people when you stumble over it you lose all of your confidence until but once you practiced it on the gas station attendant and they're all in they want to help you (laughs) then and then I swear they would have me do it to an next customer I ended up like being the best gas station attendant practice (laughs) purpley practice and and it was just so fun, like so fun. Now they all know what I do. <laughs> yeah, I totally make my clients do it. Well, I don't make them, but I'd shame them. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's so bad. I don't shame my clients. Well, I think that's really helpful because I think to a certain degree, it just brings down a lot of the pressure around it. And I think that's where we start to stumble and where we like start to get so hung up is when it's like, okay, this pressure filled saying it perfectly, like hitting the nail on the head, have to book a strategy call from it. Like, whereas what you're saying is like, I'm shoving a veggie burger in my face. And like, if you'd like to know what I do, like, come on down, you know? Of course they want to know what I do. It's too fun. (laughs) But see, that's it. Look at me now. That was straight. Of course they want to know what I do. I'm hanging out having a veggie burger and I'm not even vegetarian. So, but their veggie burgers are really good. Um, I'm having a veggie burger over here and I'm delighted and I'm just, you know, I'm not looking at my phone. I've learned to be just learn to eat and look around. That's just sort of what I do. And then people get uncomfortable with that. <laughs> Everyone should be looking at their phone and then they go, so what do you do? Oh, give me a better question. But since you didn't game on, let's what roll. Are you, 
What do you ask people? What's the better question we should be asking? Well, I ask people what they're most proud of. Aw. You know. But that's I really the like that. Yeah. Belinda, well, what are you most proud of? Well, that was just a really rude question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really I'm really proud that I moved um, from the state of West Virginia uh, down here to Nashville, um, relentlessly pursued music, and um, I've had a writing deal for about 25 years. So I'm so proud that, that I did it, that I took the chance, and that it has grown into this. And I'm so proud of, really proud of the people that I've poured into because I've just gotten the most amazing humans. So I'm glad. I, I, I think that that's going to, that what I leave behind will be way more than I could ever know. And mm. I love that thought. Mm. Well, on that note, damn, like what a way to wrap up an episode. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So well, good. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation. And I just think that we all need to kind of be on the internet, but sort of move back, move back to human connection. I think that that would solve a whole lot of things in our world right now, not mm. just our, you know, our businesses. Yeah, I totally agree. Speaking of human connection, I meant to bring this up at the beginning of the episode, but here we are now. Belinda and I met because Belinda has been my secret Santa for two years in a row. And I have loved it. In the secret Santa exchange that we do with our coach. But I just find this hilarious because Belinda is like literally a part of my daily life now. She gave me the best makeup remover, like, uh, I'm going to call them cloths. I don't know if there's a better word for it. It does not sound sexy, but no, but they're like, basically magic erasers for your face where you can like remove makeup without any kind of chemical. And I used to use those like Neutrogena like circle things to remove it, but now I don't even need them, which is amazing because one, those things, they add up, you know, plus it's probably bad for the environment. Plus God knows what you're putting on your face. Sorry, we can do another podcast episode on that. But like... (laughs) Uh, these things are magic. So I use them daily and Belinda introduced them to me. And then she also sent me this like amazing, I'll link to these in the show notes. That oh, way. Have have. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, needs to know. I feel like people are going to ask. And if I forget to link them, because that frequently happens, just send me a DM and I will make sure that you get the links to the makeup remover class. But Anyway, the beeswax things. Okay, so maybe you should tell us about the beeswax things, Belinda, since I'm like gushing here. <laughs> They're so awesome. Okay, <laughs> so the beeswax things. Okay, we all hate saran wrap. I think that's just a world agreement. If you don't, then you're wrong. It's awful. So Agreed. they give you, yeah. So they give you, they're made of beeswax. All you have to do is wash them off, but they will actually cover and seal over a plate if you have leftovers and they have different sizes and they're the, they're the greatest things next to, well, they're along with Miracle Erasers and, and Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. totally agree with that list, but yeah, we're all there. But they have been amazing because, so I like to make these like mason jar salads, right? On the weeks when I'm feeling like mason jar salad-y. 
And we don't have, like, I don't know, the lid monster came and ate all our lids in our house. Like, I literally don't know where they went. But (laughs) there was like, you're missing socks. Like, I swear, the lids are with the missing socks. But these beeswax things are amazing because when I can't find the lid for the salad that I just made, and I'm like, I need to put a lid on this, I just use the beeswax things. And they work perfectly. And it's just amazing. That's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. See, we're getting, we're, we're all sharing ideas on the beeswax stuff. I love it. They're the coolest thing. And who knows what you're going to get next year. Surely <laughs> no. I'm going to get your name. <laughs> Seriously. Like, this is just like, now I'd be upset if you didn't have me next year. Right? I, like, I, I get you. <laughs> well, you you get know. <laughs> yeah. Our coach, she was like, oh no, you got, you got her two years in a row. I was like. Oh, no, no. I'm I'm on point now. I already know what I'm getting here for this year. All good. I love it. I'm glad you love it, too, because they're amazing. Yes. So good. So, Belinda, I know you said that you offer a free call to listeners who heard this today. So tell us a little bit about how they can get in on your magic there. The easiest thing is to go to Instagram at Belinda Unhooked. And because uh, over at my business is actually called Unhooked Life. But so that's where it came from. But at, at Belinda Unhooked, send me a DM. We'll get something set up. Or if you're on Facebook, then come find me on Facebook. Send me a message and we'll do it. I, I mean, I have schedulers, but I like to just do it in person. So for us, for this for your podcast, I'm giving your listeners. That sounds so weird. Only for you. So that's all of my handles. So, yeah. You know, Beautiful. Email. Yeah. Skywrite my name and this. You know, Sky, it's all good. Whatever. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So keep an eye out for the sky planes headed your way. Sky planes. What are the What are the seaplanes? Are the ones with the like uh, things, the banners behind them? Yeah. No. <gasps> yeah. Well, I was thinking of the ones that actually. Oh, the ones that write it. Sky. Yeah, but the banner would be. It would be pretty good too. I don't know what they're called. Okay, banner well, planes. That's what we'll call them now. Well, keep an eye out for those because those will be coming your way. So you heard it. Go find her over on Instagram or on Facebook or send her an email. Or if you need her info, send me a DM. We'll make sure that you are all connected there. We'll also drop that link in the show notes because I think we do have a scheduling link. So if you don't want to talk to her and just want to be on your calendar, you can do that too. And Belinda, if people love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? They can find me at unhookedlife.com. I also have a podcast called It's All BS. Get it? My name is Belinda Smith, all BS. So we talk about a lot of things about business. Usually I like to start it out with some, you'll learn if you come over, I get into the weirdest situation. So I always like to tell people about the most weird situation to start out. And then I go into the real BS. Um, and then I'll, of course, um, Instagram at Belinda Unhooked, Facebook, and um, yeah, always sky writing and sky banners. perfect amazing thank you so much for coming on the show today Belinda I can't thank you enough thank you so much for having me and I'm really excited to hear about your listeners and actually um, trying human connection again so so good thanks for listening to one simple shift check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. 
This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business, and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Can you hear the dogs? I can't, no. Okay. Okay. There is a little, okay, edit that. And then that, now that goes, I'll keep going. (laughs) Um, Trying to be nice to the editor. Okay.